This is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where every week we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, wait, you've never watched Memories of Murder? Or, you seriously have never seen The Perks of Being a Wallflower? Or, how have you not seen Enemy? Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I am your co-host, Carson Betts. And I am your other co-host, Caroline Thompson. This is a movie podcast uh, called How Have You Not Seen? It's a movie podcast where every week we fill in the gaps in each other's cinema. I already said that part. It's a movie podcast. <laughs> Keep this in. Keep this in. This is part of it. We got to show the, the warts sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Going. yeah. This, this is a movie podcast where every week one of us brings one of our favorite movies the other one hasn't seen. We talk about it. We go and watch the movie. And then we talk about it some more. It's it's going to be great. It's going to be such a, a fantastic time. Uh, let's cut right to the chase. Caroline, how have you not seen Enemy? Um, Great name. A, I love saying it. That's Enemy. a good question. I really should have seen this movie by now. Um, I guess I've just never gone down the Villeneuve rabbit hole. I mean, I, I uh, really, really, really liked Arrival. Mm-hmm. I really, as is documented over on patreon.com slash A2Twyness pod, really, really enjoyed um, Blade Runner 2049. And um, also documented over at HHYNS uh, or patreon.com slash HHYNS pod. There's another word we can leave in. Uh, I really, really loved the Dune movie. Mm. So I feel like I should have seen, uh, I should have gone through Villeneuve's uh, filmography. And I just haven't. I've seen Sicario as well. Uh, I saw it when it came out in theaters. Um, enjoyed it. Have you it. seen Sicario Day of the Soldado? I have not, but I've heard it's yeah, actually good. But he didn't do the sequel, know. right? No, 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 no. No, some, somebody else. Yeah. So um, I don't know, but I should have seen this movie and I simply haven't. Uh, it's this and Prisoners are the two that like, the two like big ones that I've not seen by him. I would say. Yeah, and we had kind of talked about doing either Enemy or Prisoners, and I think Prisoners certainly the most, the better known of the two. Right. But Enemy is so small and weird, and it's like his first, I think this was his first English language movie, certainly the first one that kind of got American Hollywood attention, uh, first film working with like a major Hollywood star. Well, I'm looking at his uh, IMDb right now, and both Enemy and Prisoners are released in 2013. Yeah, like bang bang. Yeah. So like I, th- I don't I know think how Enemy. That happened, I think but... it might have been that Enemy Enemy was doing the the cert like the awards circuit the year before, mm. and then didn't get wide release until 13. I believe is how that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So Caroline, what do you know about this movie about Denny Villeneuve's 2013 Enemy? I know it's directed by Denis Villeneuve. Oh, correct. I know it's got my absolute fucking boy, Jake Gyllenhaal, mm, in it. Mm, Jake Gyllenhaal, absolutely. That's literally it. I mean, okay. I, I know that Isabella Rossellini's in it from yeah, last week's yeah. episode. we were just talking about this. Yes, from last correct. week's episode, uh, Isabella Rossellini is in this film. Um, Ooh, that's great. Uh, that's going to make <laughs> that's gonna make the game so fun. I Yeah, that's like actually, I mean, I assume... It's probably a pretty bleak crime thriller. If I had to guess, um, I don't know if uh, Jakey G is the crimer or the crimey, uh, which... Uh, now, now that is the question. <laughs> or that he, is the yeah, question. But I, I imagine... Uh, yeah, I, I, imagine, I imagine the answer is probably... Uh, probably... Uh, less clear than i imagine than i than than i would hope for it to be but um i'm i'm so glad that you don't know the premise of this movie because it is going to make the game like so so good and I'm so a, okay so tight great and so rich no yeah i have i have no clue i have no clue um yeah the, let's just let's just end it there it's a it's a it's a crime thriller directed by denise starring jakey g absolutely um so we're going to be moving into our game for the week 
Uh, it is a game that we like to call Rotten Tomatoes Price is Right. Uh, if you've not heard of it before, it's basically played exactly like it sounds. Uh, I have chosen this movie and then two other movies that uh, share a common theme with this movie. Uh, Caroline is not Allegedly. Allegedly. And, um, <laughs> and we're both going to guess what their critics' review score on Rotten Tomatoes is. Uh, we're going to record them. And then we're gonna go watch the movie when we come back. We're gonna we're gonna see who wins. Best two out of three, uh, closest without going over. So, Caroline, are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. All right, starting with the movie we're doing this week, Enemy. What do you think? Hmm. Hmm. So it is a crime. It's a it's a crime movie, and crimes occur. There are things that happen that I would call crimes. Okay. Um, and I mean, I'm assuming it's like very dark and bleak and dramatic, but starting Jake Gyllenhaal and it kind of is one of those things where, you know, this film is existing right alongside prisoners, which then gets, you know, which then gets him Sicario, which then gets him Arrival, which then gets him Blade Runner, which then gets him fucking like, like this is, this is the, the beginning of his English language, like, so and, and that's the thing about Villeneuve too, is like, neither neither um blade runner or arrival were like massive like financial successes in fact i'm pretty sure blade runner like lost money oh yeah we talked about this yeah but because of just like the quality of work you know he still gets to do dune you know like Mm -hmm. um so it's like it, it must be at least from the standpoint of a studio executive, like it this must be a film that like gets him like fucking noticed, right? Um, so I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and say 83% for prisoner or for enemy, excuse okay. me. That's a very good guess, I think. I'm I'm gonna undercut it a little bit to be safe. I'm gonna say 78. Okay. Um yeah. All right. Uh, the next, the next movie, uh, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Jesus Christ! Does this take place in Rome? I'm not telling you. Why not? Um, okay. Either, either it's either this film takes place in Rome, or it ends with Jakey G getting up on stage uh, and fulfilling the, uh, his dream of being a pop star. Um, or th- this film is just what dreams are made of. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and say the Lizzie McGuire movie. I'm going to say, f- I'm going to say, I'm going to assume that this movie is probably not panned. I would be shocked if it was panned with critics, but I don't think it's probably for adult film critics reviewing this movie. I feel like it's probably pretty like meh. Like, I feel Mm. like it's pretty just like, yeah, I was fine. Yeah. I'm going to say 57 for the Lizzie McGuire movie. I'm thinking very similarly. I'm also thinking there's probably like three critic reviews. Uh, Yeah, a film from the mid-2000s that like is a a Disney movie based off of a TV show for kids. I I, I don't feel like it's probably got like... I bet you it's fresh. I'm going to say 60. Okay. Just barely. Okay. All right, and then uh, the final movie that I've chosen for this game, um, Jordan Peele's Us. <laughs> okay. Oh, is it like a doppelganger situation? Is that damn? Like you what? guessed it. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, I was really hoping leading with the Lizzie McGuire movie would. Uh, no, it did. It absolutely did. It absolutely did. But okay. Um, so I know this film has like some kind of doppelganger uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Jordan Peele's Us. That's a really good question. Because I remember, I'm actually trying, I'm actually trying to remember. I feel like, I feel like I remember the qualitative assessment of Us kind of being even a little bit better than that of Get Out. Like I remember reading articles. No, but that's what I'm saying. Qualitative, like written out, like, like I, I, I seem to recall a lot of people being like, holy shit, Jordan Peele, like, like upped himself like as an artist and all of that stuff. But I, I seem to recall, I seem to recall the actual like numbers, the quantitative, like the scores it was given 
and the the Rotten Tomatoes, I, I, I seem to recall it being a little lower, but I could be wrong on that, but Get Out is so high. Not nominated for an Oscar. Lapita got fucking snubbed. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. so I'm going to go ahead and say, for us, I'm going to go ahead and say 91. Okay. I and I really a, don't know. I think that's a little high. I I think that, uh, as I remember it, there was a lot of, the kind of overwhelming thing that I was hearing on us was like, good, but messier than Get Out. So the immediate yes. reaction, I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm undercutting this, but to be safe, I'm going to say 85. 85. 85. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, fantastic. Well, there you have it. We're going we're gonna to lock in those scores. Locked them in. Are you ready to go watch Enemy, Caroline? I am so ready to go watch Enemy. Fantastic. Let's do it. Wee 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 ha ha ha! We are back. I fucking hate that. I hate that you. <laughs> <laughs> this film is not even in French. No, no, really. You just have um, I I don't recall the name of the actress, but who plays the Adam's girlfriend is the like she has a a slight French Canadian accent. That is the only sign of that in this film. Yes. No, a hundred percent. And just like, and then like the end credits, like everyone yeah. has like a. Has like a, I believe it's like Quebecois, is that correct sounding name? Yeah, like Quebecois. The the specific vein of French that comes from Canada. Well, the name of the director of this film is Danny Veneuve. Correct. That is his full name. And that is exactly how you're supposed to pronounce it every time you say it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a game to get back to, but before that, just quick thoughts. What'd you think? Enemy. Um, so my hot take which isn't really a hot take, but I think my grand mm-hmm. thesis is never have the words based on the novel by appearing in the credits mm-hmm. made more sense. Ah, yes, yes, I see that. <laughs> like I was I watching that. this movie and I was kind of like, I was just like, what? Like, why, why, why is the plot unfolding this way? Like what's with like the, all the, all the, all the spider imagery that's like, you know, like, you know, it's nightmarish. It, it, it makes sense. It, it tracks that, you know, it starts very like literal with a, with a diegetic tarantula. And then it slowly becomes more otherworldly until the very end when it breaks through and is in the reality, you know, like, like all of that makes artistic symbolic sense but the entire time i'm just like why is this plot kind of unfolding like this like why is this yeah why does this thing move in this way why are the characters reacting like this and then it was like based on the novel uh i, I forget the double the double i was gonna say the stranger the but i knew it was not that um that's a different well i know di- i know like the camera yeah, yeah, yeah. the stranger but like you know yeah. different things can have the same name um and yeah, and then it was like based on the novel, uh, the double by so and so. I was like, oh, I was like, that just unlocked twenty five more percent of this movie for me. Yeah. Well, uh, so the thing I've heard is that it's this is not like this is an adaptation of that book in broad strokes. Apparently, I, it is interesting to me because I, I definitely see what you're saying in terms of the unfolding of the plot and the way this thing is structured. Um, though the, all the, all the dream, the dreamy stuff, the spider imagery, all of that, that is, that is pure Veneuve. Is it really interesting? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is, I, I saw an interview where Denny Villeneuve was talking about the spider imagery because that was the thing people were asking about at TIFF. And his response was like, yes, I think the original book writer and also the screenwriter of this, of this uh, movie would be very mad at me for including that because it's not in the screenplay or the, or the book. That's fascinating. And before yeah. I get back to the game, I, I will say I, I don't mean this in a way to say that this film is derivative. Like, I don't yes. I don't mean that in like a pejorative way to say that it's derivative. But a lot of my kind of like, why is this like this mm-hmm. for a lot of this film does come from the fact that it is quite literally derived like it is. Yeah. You know, it does feel like 
it does not feel it does not feel like a story that was written by a filmmaker for the screen. Yeah. In a lot yeah. of ways, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. It's just I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I will say before we get into a proper, I will say and this is another not uh, certainly not to the extent that I, I I felt with Memories of Murder the other week, but this is another movie that I'm very glad that I watched again because I I don't even know if enjoy is the right word to say, but I, I think I accessed this thing a little bit better on my second watch. I certainly sure. was more on its because I was not because I wasn't so worried about like, okay, well, what the fuck is happening here? Like, what is the answer to this? Much of the way that like every time I watch like a David Lynch movie. I'm, I was just kind of like, all right, I'm just going to vibe on this and see what happens. I know where it's going. Correct. Yeah, I, totally. I, I was able to really, I was on its wavelength a lot more. Totally. Um, all right. That that being said, we did Rotten Tomatoes. We do have to get back to this game. Yes, we do. Uh, first, first thing we did, of course, this movie, Enemy. Uh, Caroline, you said 83. I said 78. The we, oh my God, it is a double bust. Oh, the tomato meter damn. score is 71. Wow. I mean, yeah. that that is that's interesting to me. Out of how many scores, though? 122 okay. scores in the critics consensus. I feel like and and I will be honest, I don't love this movie. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't love this thing. However, as we as we frequently talk about with this game specifically, like in the broad stroke of yes, no, up, down, binary, like good, bad of mm -hmm. the tomato meter i do feel like this should be slightly higher yeah i get it though if you see especially because this came out at tiff it didn't get a super wide release i sure. i do this comes at, and i also think it's really interesting because this movie is often we talked about at the beginning this movie is sort of in dialogue with prisoners by necessity because that movie came out at tiff the same year as this he shot yeah. them seemingly back to back um, which we should let me think about. It. We should do prisoners. We should also we, do prisoners. I think we probably point. will. It's a way more. Will. It's another movie where I'm like, oh man, I gotta rewatch that to kind of see how much I like it. But it is. It's interesting because that movie is so much more. Oh god, I, I mean this not in a mean way, but that that movie is a lot more commercial than this movie. Sure. It is a lot more just like a movie where, with a plot that is tense that happens and it makes sense. I do think you see this at a festival. And this movie's like super fucking opaque. Like I could imagine you either walk out and you're just like, okay, I'm with it. Like, you know, this movie's a vibe. This is just kind of, you know, we're, we're just kind of thinking about an idea for a little while. Or you walk out and you're just like, I don't know, fucking stupid. I don't get it. Whatever, blah, you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so next movie, the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> you said I, I why did we guess these I feel like these are two kind of high guesses um you said 57 I said yeah. 60 yeah that's another double bust who is a 40 percent that is wild that is 40 wild to me uh that is one that the the millennials need to start reclaim yeah the uh the um, published critical opinion um, revision of that one. Okay, I have two two things. One, the critics' consensus is harmless piece of fluff that ought to satisfy fans of the TV show, which sounds like, I don't know, I can just like feel Roger, Roger Ebert kind of turning his nose up with that, with that quote. Um, also, can you guess, there are five movies in the like, you might also like section of the Rotten Tomatoes page for Liz and Guire movies. Can you guess one of them? First of all, I want to say that this feels like a the genesis of a fun new game. Uh, mm -hmm. Somehow, yeah. Um, the 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 way that the way that sort of algorithms and aggregation of criticism and and film like archiving and cataloging uh, works in the internet consistently brings us. Uh, fun new ways to uh, make up stupid little games for our podcast. But I would say I'm going to give two. Okay. One of them is, um, I'm going to say Aquamarine, the mermaid that's film. Guess. That's a really good guess. Is that one of the ones that's no. in there? No, okay. but that's a really good guess. And then the other one is um, 
is uh, similar to Enemy and the Lizzie McGuire movie in that it's kind of about people who are kind of the reverse of people substituting for one another. But I'm going to say um, Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler. Oh, where it's I one mean, guy playing two people. Another pretty good guess. Um, you did not get it, though. It is the five are Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Fair. Ella Enchanted. Fair. Secret Agent Cody Banks. Fair. Yours, mine, ours. That's the ripoff of Cheaper by the Dozen, right? Is the fifth That's one Cheaper true. by the Dozen? Uh, no, no, no. The oh. fifth one is a movie I've never heard of before. A Robin Williams vehicle from 2006 called RV. Oh, yeah. Which looks like a, what, like a Robin Williams vacation ripoff. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what it is. That Caroline, is exactly you know what, what it is? You know what that game is? You know what? You know how we do that game? Um, we pick, we pick. Uh, here are th- it's two truths and a lie. Well, no, yeah, but it's no, like, no, no. Here, here are two films that here are two films that aren't uh, in the related to this yeah. film. And guess the one that is. Yeah, it's that. Or I, I thought of a, uh, a slightly uh, next to that game, which is you go on Netflix and you know how like all the descriptions for things on Netflix are fucking horrible. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and you just read three descriptions from three different movies on Netflix and which one is the actual Oh, that's one. amazing. Yeah, it's a good idea. One that is, um, and this is just not us talking about this fucking movie, but uh, something entirely altogether different. However, um, have you ever seen the descriptions on Disney Plus? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure I have. They are like obscenely, obscenely bad. The like, only one I know is the landmark Skywalker saga comes to an end because we just did that on Patreon and yes. I did have to read the Disney Plus description. Yes. Um, literally one of the uh like the one that comes to mind is the one for Moana, which is not an accurate but it like does not describe like to it, it's literally just Moana and Maui go across like go on an adventure across the Pacific or something like that. If I know nothing about Moana and I'm looking for a movie to show to my kids, I go, who's Moana? Yeah, who's exactly. Who are these people? Exactly. Anyway, third film. All right. Third film. Jordan Peele's Us. You said 91. I said 85. It all comes down to this, baby. It is 93. Ah, great. So you win by attrition. Uh, a nice, a, a classic, a classic one to nothing, uh, a game of of Ron Tomatoes Price is Right, which is supposed to be best two out of three. Yeah, no, a classic, a classic one to nothing. One nil. You do take it home this week. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, enemy. Yes. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. I had a very similar thought about Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie that I did weirdly about Anne Hathaway in, uh, um, uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Which is? Which is, uh, this person is so attractive and it's annoying sometimes that this movie is pretending that they're not. Uh, yeah, no. Literally, I I actually think, like, post-2010, Jake Gyllenhaal is, like, actually, like, the most attractive man on the planet. I think he is so fucking hot. The thing about him, especially, and this is really, this is a good Gyllenhaal, is that, He's one of those guys that like you look at him for a second and you're like, ah, that is like if you if you put in the dictionary attractive white man, like you just look at it, you're like, that's the guy. There he is. He has brown hair. He has kind of a mid-length beard. Like there he is. If you look at him in the face for a little bit longer, you start to go, ah, this guy's got a weird fucking face. This guy's got such a weird face. Like not in a way that makes him unattractive, in a way that makes him a little bit more attractive. Yeah. 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 Well, especially especially muscly Gyllenhaal. Like, yeah. like obviously this came out before um Far From Home, but like seeing because I, I hadn't seen this and I hadn't seen prisoners. Sure. And you know, and so like in my mind, Jake Gyllenhaal is little slender baby boy from Donnie mm-hmm. Darko. And, you know, um, like broke back yeah, yeah. And broke back and and then you know and then i i saw like okja and he's like being very 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 silly in that uh you know like got it got on like a silly hat yeah and silly glasses etc i ambulance. was watching oh he's so max silly in ambulance. in ambulance but he's also max silly yeah but he is the hottest man alive in ambulance he's pretty hot, um, yeah but yeah li- like literally like i was watching the first time i saw no way home in theaters i was like wait I was like, when did Jake Gyllenhaal become the most attractive man on the planet? And yeah. that thought has not subsided uh, for yeah. the last, I think that was like five years ago. 
But yes. So all, all of that is to say, I do think, and it's a, a but it, it's one of those things I love about costume design and makeup in film, where the actual substantive differences between these two guys mm-hmm. are so small. But it's just enough that you can, upon looking at either of them, tell which one is which. Oh, yeah. No, 100 percent. 110 percent. It's like yeah. uh, Professor Professor Gyllenhaal has like a like a white, like a white button down shirt that's too big. Yeah. A little baggy. And, yeah. A little bit baggy and and a suit jacket that doesn't quite fit. Like it's not yeah. ill fitting, but it's just not like an attractive, slender, modern, mm-hmm. like contemporary, like slim fit cut. Yep. And then actor Jake Gyllenhaal has the cool leather jacket yeah. and uh, is just like somehow 30% hotter. And he does play them differently. He His does hit, play them differently yeah. in a way. It's two that, different performances. Yeah. Is compelling and interesting to watch because it's very subtle. Especially once you get towards the end huge. of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and you get to the, once you start getting to the point of the film where you're really as an audience member, seriously considering whether or not this is one guy. Which, yes, I'll, I'll go on record saying, I don't know what your opinion on this is, but like, I, I like so many films that we talk about, a point you make a lot. I don't think the point of this movie is whether or not in a binary sense, this is one guy or it is not one guy. Yes. You know, it's it's one of the things I actually really, really like about the midpoint of this film where they first meet or like immediately one of them's like, what's going on here? And the, the other guy's like, oh, this is weird. You know, yeah. this is fucked up. You know, let's not try and figure out what's going on here, actually. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I mean, like, God, I mean, we should just I mean, we should do a fucking touring lecture about this because like so many yeah. stupid men on the Internet need to hear it. Yeah. But it's just like, you know what film has a really compelling ending? Mm-hmm. the film psycho yeah you know when there's a when there's a when there's a pop psychology uh 10 minute wrap up where mm-hmm. a character comes on screen and says you know how the entire time in this film we've like you've been wondering like who the killer is and what's going on here well guess what like yep. like we're gonna give you the answer like that is a thing that like fucking works in movies like there are films yeah. that are constructed around mm-hmm. the idea of like there's a definitive answer and part of the fun of the movie is getting to the answer yeah and yes and same thing with like this the same thing and i mean like the the even more mainstream version of it than this is the fucking top at the end of inception yeah. you know it's just that yeah. thing of like if they wanted you to know mm-hmm. they would have built a film around answering the question but they build a film around not letting you know because that is the point yeah um so yeah i mean like i don't have a strong opinion on whether or not it's like if it's one guy who has like an ego split or whatever you want to call it and like he's losing his mind um it doesn't really make a ton of diegetic sense to be like well it's one guy because there's like, you know, like there's m- male going to different apartments. Like he has different jobs of employment that are seemingly. Yeah. But, you know, but the mom says, yeah. like, oh, and you should quit this like insane this acting dream of, thing. Like, yeah. Being an actor. And it is kind of that there's like that one thing of like maybe it is like a double life kind of a thing that he, yeah. he's unaware of. But like, yeah. I mean, if it's, we wanted to know, we would know. I'll, I'll just. To, to round up a lot of the big things, it is. It's the mom saying you should give up this acting. Same in the conversation with the mother where she says, you have a really good apartment. And then the next scene, uh, the other guy comes in and says, your apartment's a shithole. But he has a really nice apartment. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 pregnant wife says, are you seeing her again? You It's one of those things where, I, I guess I feel about this film a lot to just briefly delve into this and then we'll, come back to the beginning uh you've seen have you seen um i think i'm thinking of ending things actually no i have not okay holy shit we i don't even know if i want to do that movie on the podcast that movie is so emotional um i love that movie it's i say it all the time that is the my favorite movie of 2020 also the only movie that was made better by the fact that i watched it alone in my room uh And I won't spoil it for your sake, but one of the things about that movie is like, okay, if you want to sit down and go from beginning to end and be like, okay, well, here is the 
if you reconstruct it in the style of realism, like here is the story of what has happened in this movie. You know, it's about, it's about this guy. This is what happened to him. This is what his life has been. This is, you know, the, and it leads to the end of the movie, which is this, but the movie is not really concerned with telling that story in a realistic way. And so for you to sit there and be, you know, for you to kind of reconstruct it in that way, isn't necessarily the point. Very much. I think the same with this movie. I think you can sit down and be like, okay, well, it's one guy. And his life is this. And, you know, this is kind of the split that's happening between the two parts. But like this movie is so much more about the feeling of being two people or what it would be like if there was somebody who is the exact same as you. And it's about just kind of living in that metaphor for the entire run length of the movie that like it doesn't super matter, you know? Totally. So. I did like this movie more the second time I watched it. I do not think it's perfect. I think it can be a little purposefully confounding, especially with the quote at the beginning of the movie about how fucking, I don't know, order comes out of chaos or whatever. Yeah. I don't really get it. I was like, all right, Denny, that's cool. Fine. Great. You got a book quote. It's nice, I guess. Um, Can I tell you that I completely forgot about the very beginning of this movie? Yeah, it was one of those I was watching at the spider bit, the the, 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 the silver platter with the spider on it. Yes. And you know why? Because I think the first time I was watching it, I was covering my eyes the entire time because of the scary spider. Uh, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I am a, a deeply arachnophobic individual. Yeah, which is funny because you love Spider Man. So I much. do love Spider-Man. It's it's really, truly, it, it's really, really <laughs> ironic how much I love Spider-Man compared to how much I uh, dislike spiders. Yes, no, fair. Um, and how much you don't, you don't care for men, honestly. Like. I, I, I spend more of my time with women generally. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And also like you don't like, I, that was more of like a sexuality. Oh, sure, sure. Thing. Yeah. But yeah. yes, but yes. Yeah. But most of your friends are women, which like, yeah. congrats. Good for you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so, I mean, so a few things I want to say about this movie. Yeah. Um, I think overall it is very well directed. Um, In terms of, like, construction and tonal control, mm-hmm. um, I think that this is a really, like, aesthetically sound film. And I can see how this comes out at TIFF and Villeneuve, like, can get some bigger things going after this film comes out yeah that having been said i i did find a lot of it to be a little tedious yeah yeah i get that (laughs) because like my thing is i just feel like personally at least my experience watching it is i'm just like i don't know why i don't know why everybody's so like i could see why people would be like weirded out by this happening like i could see why Mm -hmm. people would be like really like like oh god like this is this is like really strange and unnerving i don't know why they're so upset yeah by it personally and it's like i get it like that's like that's what the film is going for it's about like what if like you know it's it's about you know it's 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 a psychological thriller and so that's kind of the tone it needs to take however i just feel like if i was watching a movie and i saw an actor in the background who looked like literally spitting image of me i'd be like what the fuck and I'd kind of be like, and I'd like show my friends and be like, doesn't this, 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 this person kind of look like me? Yeah. And like, I don't know. Uh, so I, I did find it a little bit tedious of a story. Yeah. But yeah. I I agree. Again, I, I think the second watch, a lot of that. Well, I'll say two things. One of the big strengths of this film is 90 minutes in and out, fucking in and out. It's the the first half is the build up to, oh, my God, there's a guy that looks exactly like me. The second half is, holy shit, I met a guy who looked exactly like me. And it's just 40 minutes of each thing, which is really the exact length of time this movie needs to take. Yes. You linger on this any this. Again, this isn't really about a plot. This is about a vibe and about a theme and about a metaphor. So it's like you yes. spend any more time just kind of sitting in that i think it i think it really starts to get to no yeah i mean there's there's a very clear yeah. uh like there there is a there is a way to add 20 minutes to this movie where 
it's like where there's a whole subplot where one of them like i don't know fucking like commits tax fraud on the other one's yeah or like gets into trouble with the law or whatever yeah 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 you know like like, there's a real easy way to to sneak that in there but it uh, the way that it's just kind of like there's allegedly two men and there's Mm -hmm. alleged and then well and there are two women and just the experience of them being like wait well who is that other person yeah. all four of those people just be like wait who's that other person mm-hmm. and how that rocks their world and then yeah. i don't I, I do kind of hate the i don't know i do kind of hate the like well now i'm gonna fuck your wife thing or now i'm gonna fuck your <laughs> girlfriend thing. like i do yeah. hate that so much yeah um, but like i will say to the film's credit it does wait for the climax of the film for it to be like, and now we're going to body double and start fucking up each other's lives. Because there's yeah. an alternate universe in where that's the whole second act of the movie. And this movie is two hours yep. and 15 yep. minutes yep. long. Yeah. That whole second half, I, I, a lot of the the sort of plot minutia, again, I, I liked it more this time. And again, I think it's just because now my brain was kind of set to the like, well, I know where this is going. I'm not wondering sure. what the next like bit of the plot is going to be. So I really found it being like, I think in my memory, there was a lot more time spent. Like in my memory, I I remember there being like, well, there's more time where he takes the girlfriend to the hotel and there's like more going on with her there. And there's like more of him going to, I need to, their names are Adam and um, uh, 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 Anthony, Tony. Uh, And there's like more time where like Adam goes to Tony's apartment and there's, you know, there's a lot of, like, stuff going on there. Uh, and that's not really the case. It's really just, like, they kind of hit every beat and just let it happen and then move on. And, like, all the bits about this movie that really did get me and really do fucking kind of creep me out happen in that second half. And I think if you allow yourself to just kind of... Because I agree with you. I think it's really... If you think of it from kind of an objective sense, Jake Gyllenhaal's, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Adam, the character that we begin the film with. <laughs> Wait, that's really funny that you were just about to be like, Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Character, well, which fucking one? Really funny. Um, yeah, it's but very like. Good bit, 11 out of 10. Yeah, right there. Thank you, thank you. But like, uh, but like Adam seeing a guy that looks like him in a movie and then it completely fucking up his entire psyche is like so silly. Like, it makes no sense, you know? Like, I always think that people talk about like, oh, I just want to find my doppelganger. I want to find somebody that looks. And I'm like, I don't think that would affect my life at all in any way. I think I would probably just kind of be like, okay, yeah. I think what would happen, because I do do think that people have very skewed ideas of what they look like, you know? That's a pretty common thing. I think if I saw somebody that really looked like myself, I would not recognize that they look exactly like me. Right. Well, also, yeah. yes, because like, I don't know. No, I, I, I totally, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. Um, I feel like there is kind of a silliness to like, there's a bit of a silliness to like the first time they talk on the phone and like, <laughs> uh, Jakey G number two being like, like, why did you talk to my wife? Like, who yeah. are you? Why are you talking to my wife? It's like, I called your phone and you, and she picked up. Like, what do you, like, what do you want from me? Like, yeah. I tried, and like, and there is just this thing and it's kind of like, and I get that part of it is probably the like brain do no be computing. Like when crazy, absolute insane things like this happen, like your brain kind of shuts down in a weird way. Mm-hmm. But like, there is kind of a, uh like there is this thing where they just keep talking past each other yeah yeah like it's a thing of just like well did you sleep with my wife and he's like why are you asking and it's like did you sleep with my wife and it's like what are you talking about i don't know uh, calm down and it's just like it's just like i mean like i i i get that the film wants it to be ambiguous and maybe even implied yes but also it seems yeah. very out of out of his character to do something like that because he, that character is so timid um, but like, you know, uh, there, there is that thing where they keep talking past each other and it's just kind of like, I feel like, I don't know if I was an actor in a film and I got a call that was like, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I would actually probably meet up with the person. Never mind. But 
Yeah. I don't think I would be like, well, why did you call my wife? I don't know. Yeah. There's a bit yeah. of a silliness to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. and it's and it's a very self-serious film. Yes. And I feel like I feel like there are I feel like the film tries to have its cake and eat it too a little bit in that it's like it's hyper self-serious, but also like in order for the plot to unravel as it does, like I do think you need to acknowledge, like, I don't know. You need to acknowledge how silly some of the things are. But I don't know. Am I making yeah. any sense? No, I see what you're saying. I agree with you yeah. 100%. Like, there's a an amount of self-awareness that movies about body doubles like this have that this movie does not. You know, yes. it is the, you almost, I mean, like, it's something that Us does when they first kind of reveal the whole body double thing where there is a i mean they they derive some humor out of that out of it's like well it's kind of weird that you know can we just all acknowledge how fucking weird this is you know and then that movie immediately takes that satire and makes it pretty scary too but um yeah no i i again it i agree a hundred percent with everything you're saying but i i just keep coming back to like yeah but i don't know this time it didn't bother me as much Fair enough. I, I was just like, I was all, I was locked in. And I don't like love this movie. I, I think this is far from it. This is pretty minor Veneuve, I think, in the in the you know, in the long span of his career. But I I I don't know. I just don't care. I think this movie gets in and gets out and just gives you the juice and leaves you with a, like a couple of things to kind of ponder. And uh I, I think this movie does a really good job of just allowing it to be like, okay, well. What do you think about this? You know, we're going to present some things and we're going to present a metaphor. And, you know, it's not necessarily there for you to decode, but it's there for you to consider. Um, totally. Yeah. Totally. And, and also, yeah. sorry, in terms of the plot, like I said, all that great, all my favorite stuff happens in that back half. Like after the the buildup and the first meeting, which I agree is the... I don't know. I think the first meeting is pretty good. But some of the build I think the first meeting is pretty cool. Yeah, the first meeting is really cool. The the tedium of the them calling back and forth and that whole thing, I do agree, is like the... That's sort of the shit you gotta get through to get to the good stuff. But like, once you get to... They have the meeting. It's cool. The strangeness of do you have a scar? And like, it's a really good bit of acting between the two Halls, where it's like the one guy's like, yeah, you do, you do. And he's like so scared he can't even say it because... Well, if they both have a scar, then like, what the fuck does that suggest? Because the first, you know, Anthony says, maybe we're brothers. And he's like, we're not brothers. And he's like, wait, do you yeah. have the scar? And he's, you know, he doesn't say it, but yeah. you know that. That he does. Yeah. He does. And scars like, aren't genetic. And no. Yeah. So like, well, what's the fucking implication of we both have a scar there? Like what? Like, And one of them's like, well, let's keep going. Let's figure out what I can get out of this. And one of them's like, uh, if I even consider the possible implications of what that might mean. You know, and like, and then you get all the good stuff. You get the, you get the wife going to see him at school. And I think that is the, the that's the scene in the movie that really fucks me up the hardest. Is I think that's the best the scene in the movie. I yeah, think that's the best scene in the movie. Yeah, it's so good. Them sitting on the bench and, and him just not having any fucking idea who she yes, is. Yes. Not acting like he doesn't know who she is. Not just it's, oh, that's my husband, but he does not know who I am. He legitimately yeah. does not know who I am. And and that's almost the thing that like I want a little bit more out of this mm -hmm. film is like obviously this is a dark film and this is a serious film and this is like a noirish film. Yeah. But like I do almost want at least the characters to have a little bit of levity about this. Yeah. Um, because it is that thing of like that's that's the thing that I really, really liked in this is when she goes to visit him at the school and mm -hmm. he doesn't know, like there's there's not that thing. Because I feel like frequently in this film, a character sees something and then like, like they get a pit in their stomach about it and they're like, fuck, oh my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. And then, and you as the audience are just kind of like, hold up, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, hold yeah. up, why? And so it, it it is the thing where I I love the moment where she comes up to him and sees like, oh my God, there is a man, there is another man out there who is like identical to my husband. Like mm -hmm. either that or my husband is like playing like a horrible trick on me or has yeah. had some kind of psychic break or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when like, when 
Jake Gyllenhaal, like, because pretty much every other moment in this movie operates this way where, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, should have looked over at her and been, and had, like, a weird psychic premonition about, like, why this is bad. But I love that he just looks over at her and it's like, and it's like, oh, hey, like, we're alone in this courtyard. And it's like, I'm on a bench and you're on a bench. Just like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, how far along are you? Well, it's it's bomb. I'll I'll argue with you slightly that that is not his tone of voice he's very fucking weird in that scene well he's very fucking weird but he's he's just had the call with anthony yes and And he's he's like crying he's like kind of freaking out like but like but i just okay yeah you're right yeah but like he is not freaking out because of her yeah and like the conversation he has with her is very straightforward and like pretty yeah frank yeah but that leads towards i think that then the pit in the stomach scene is the when he sneaks into the apartment I also really like the God, the the lead up to the can he get into the apartment and he walks past the door and the guy turns anyway. Good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Love that. Um, when he then sees her and recognizes that it's the woman that he saw before. Yes. And then the I mean, I think the second most chilling bit in the movie is just when they're laying there and you have this scene. I just. There's the complexity of the scene that I really like where it's just like, I don't know. I just really like watching two actors wordlessly play this situation out where it's she doesn't necessarily know that he's not her husband. He knows that he needs to pretend to be the husband, but he knows nothing about this situation or her name or their marriage such that he can accurately play it. And then she invites him to bed and then it's just like, well, and then what? And then it's just that. It's one of them's acting as though this is something that's fairly normal. The other one's not. But then also, this is, I just love the context building to that last bit of like, well, you have, it seems like the two of them are kind of on the rocks. They have not, you know, the marriage is not great. He doesn't seem to be treating her well. She invites him to bed. He's still wearing her clothes. It's really weird. And it's like, would she be this nice to him? Would they be this sweet with each other usually? And then that leads to the reveal of of her being like, how was school? And he goes, what? Yes. And he's fucking found out. And then she goes, never mind. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's like so much of the end of this movie where you're like, did she find him out? Or is this always, or like, wait, what even is this? Like, what the fuck even is this? Like, yes. you know, yeah. I love it. I think it's pretty cool. There are bits of this movie that I really love. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I feel like, I feel like almost as like a tonal piece or as like a calling card movie, this movie works really well. Yeah. Um, And as kind of like Villeneuve being like, you gave me four actors, like a college, like, like one college lecture hall, mm-hmm. uh, like a, like a, a, um, what do you call it? Like a courtyard in two mm-hmm. apartments. And like, this is what I fucking made. Yeah. Like, like let me like i do feel like it does i mean he does have in everything he does which is interesting because this film is quite literally so small but like he does have a like very grandiose very like epic like so to speak quality to all of his films and i think that like in a weird way like while i don't love this movie Mm -hmm. it does make a ton of sense to me that like this movie happens and then they allow him to make a rival yeah yeah which like is i one of my i i really really like arrival i think arrival's great arrival also a movie that i mean there's like i mean there's like four locations in arrival yeah, a yeah. big old field, a big cement, uh, a cement, big four a walls of yeah, yeah. cement yeah. spaceship, a tent, and a nice apartment. Yep, yep, yep. With a lake outside. There's a. Yeah. I, I, you can really also. I'll say in this movie, you can really see uh, Vinny's fascination with brutalism. It's really coming up. He, a lot of shots in this movie. He's like, look at these old apartments. <laughs> look at them. They're yes. so square. God, they're made of concrete. I love them. Uh. God, they're so gray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can, I, it's not crazy to, as, as, you know, as different as they are in so many substantial ways, it's, it's, you can draw a pretty direct line from this to Dune. No, yeah, totally. 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 Yeah. Or should I say tonally? (laughs) Tonally. Tony. I love, oh God, I love how his name's Tony. 
Um, let's talk spider. Yeah, yeah, let's talk, let's spider. talk spider. Yeah. Um, it's not so the movie begins. Uh recap this. There is it's, it's another one of the things that I do like, especially, and it's something you can really put into the you can kind of solely attribute, I think, to the direction and the editing of this movie that like, it's hard for me to even say one, it's like, okay, well, which of the Halls is in this, in this opening scene? And two, like, wait, is this guy even in the same space physically as the other men and as the women who are on display? Yes. Which I think is, I I think, supposed to be a very open question. I think that's supposed to be, and that's a purposefully obtuse opening to this movie. Yes. Um, We have what seems to be a sex show featuring several pregnant women, one of which is masturbating for the pleasure of um, a few men in suits who are watching. Uh, One of them brings out a silver platter, opens it up, reveals a tarantula, my hand goes in front of the screen in front of me so yes. that I do not have to see the tarantula because I fucking hate tarantulas. Um, and uh, then one of the women comes out and steps on it with her high heel. Correct. Yes. And then wake up in bed. Wake up in bed. Implying that that is, to some degree, a nightmare. Well, but then... Uh, implying that it is a nightmare, but then as the film goes on, given how much... How many times one of the two Gyllenhaals wakes up in bed after seeing something that, given the context at the beginning of the previous scene, you would think is happening diegetically in the film. Right. There are several instances in which one of the Gyllenhaals will, after a scene with one of the other ones, something odd or something dreamlike will happen, and then the other Gyllenhaal will wake up in bed. Yes. Which then I think retroactive. Again, this is another thing that I'm like, okay, well, I vibe with this more on a second viewing because I kind of know what's happening. Where it's like, okay, well, so that first scene, you you spend the whole movie being like, well, that was a dream sequence. That was representational. And then you get the second dream sequence with the woman with the spider head. Yes. You get the spider. Yes. So fucking creepy. Yeah. So it's like, it's like first spider is a very realistic, like, True to life, there is a spider in this scene. In this mm-hmm. quote-unquote nightmare scene, there is a tarantula in it. Yep. And then the next one is a little more, I mean, obviously very significantly more otherworldly than that. Yeah. But, like, it is a woman walking all the way down a dark hallway. And you can't see that she, it looks as if her head mm-hmm. is in shadow. Yep. And then the... As she passes the camera and as the camera turns upside down, I believe, if I recall correctly, it is revealed, no, that is not a shadow cast on her face. Her head is actually very dark and it is a spider head, which is like very much more, uh, more, very, very otherworldly, obviously, but like less so than what we will get later which the next one I believe is the giant sky tarantula with the wispy legs over yeah. the city. The wispy smoke like tarantula. Yep. Which occurs. I mean, it's a, it's an establishing shot. Basically it's one of the cuts from, I yeah. believe the, I believe the college to then when he's going to the, the apartment. Uh, you then have, I'll say not exactly a spider reference, but a reference to the cold opening. You have the, Adam, uh, you, you mentioned it before the end of this movie is Anthony, the we'll call him Gyllenhaal too, leather, leather Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, another scene that I love is the him practicing in the mirror doing the did you fuck my wife? Did you fuck my wife? Oh, it's a, that's such a cool scene because he's an actor who's playing a character. He's looking at himself in the mirror, but he'll be the thing that he's looking at when he's doing the scene. He's practicing a scene to pretend to be a person that he's not so that he can go confront someone who looks exactly like himself and pretend to do this thing. Yes. It's cool. It's good. I like it. It's kind of fucking stupid and obvious, but it's, I like it. Yeah. And also I kind of absolutely hated it. I hear yeah, you no, are. I yeah, hear your dissection yeah. of it. And I'm like, no, yeah. to some degree that is really cool. But yeah. also him just be like, did you fuck my wife? I was like, oh my God. I was like, of course. <laughs> I was like, of course that's what you like. Of course that's where your mind goes and what you care about. Yeah. Is like as quite literally, and I think it's a good 
thing that you brought this up here yeah. as as quite literally like your worst nightmare is mm-hmm. invading your life more and more and more. Mm-hmm. The thing you are afraid of is, did I get cucked? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think like, you're the most afraid of is, have I, am I become cuckolded? Like, Jesus It's Christ. like, did I get cucked? It's like, did I cuck myself? <laughs> <laughs> did I get cucked by a shittier, more beta version of myself who likes yeah. history? That homo. But, but it's, okay, can we briefly, this is a side. What fucking, like, what is the course title of the kind of history he's teaching? No, I know. That was one of the things I wrote down in my notes is I was like, I understand I've seen classroom scenes in films before. Yes, yes, yes. And like, I understand that it's just like, oh, by the way, here's a subtle way that we are going to sneak in two very direct sentences about the theme of the film. Subtle, in quotation marks, subtle. I, I use subtle ironically. But um, but yes, like so I'm very familiar with that. But I'm just like when he's just like, well, and then like and then dictators come and like the bread and circus. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, this is the worst. This is the worst example of that. Like maybe I've ever seen. And then it's like the movie's kind of not about any of that. It's like, well, that was the thing, too, is I I was a philosophy professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very vaguely. And then like. Two scenes later, he's like, I'm a history professor. I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, you're, you're not. not. <laughs> um, but yes, so the nightmare becomes more and more reality. Yeah. He's afraid that he has cucked himself in some way. I don't, was that your read of it? Because I don't get the idea that, I don't think that Leather Hall actually thinks that at beta history Hall <laughs> had sex with his wife. I think he's using that explicitly as a ploy so that he can fuck his girlfriend. I mean, like, so, you know, uh, yes and. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you could probably. Like, I don't know. Like, I. I mean, I feel like it. I feel like it stands to reason that if that is somebody's ultimate motive, if somebody's ultimate motivation is um, there is a woman across town who slept with a man who is sleeping with a man who looks just like me. And therefore, mm-hmm. and therefore I can use the fact that I look like him to like, to deceive, to deceive a strange woman and like, you know, to con her into sleeping with me. Like, if that is the psychology of the character, I do yeah. think that the like, have I been cucked? It's like actually probably That's probably kind of something yeah. in his head, you know, like if the we're talking kind of this- guy that would follow her on a motorcycle would think that that is accurate. Yeah. yeah. But then, yes. And then the final spider is um, uh, is the name of my new novel coming out uh, next fall spider. from Harper Collins. <laughs> the final spider. Um, no, but the final spider is then once they've died, once the once Jill and Hole two and girlfriend one die mm-hmm. in a car crash. Yep. Jill and Hole one and pregnant wife. Uh, I've just kind of decided. Well, you're nicer than him, so you can stay. <laughs> Put on his clothes. Yeah, it's just like, we're just going to slot you in here and it's going to be fine. And then he turns the corner and what is she? Not a, not a, not a nice pregnant blonde lady. Yeah. Instead a giant tarantula who is startled at him and goes into like defense ball mode. Mm -hmm. And then cut to minutes. Done. Yes. Enemy. Um, I will say, I will, I will call out one other thing that is not explicitly a spider reference, but a reference to the opening of the movie, uh, that I think is important for, I don't know, again, reading like the thing I saw with Denny is that I think he has a really definite idea of what the spider represents. Um, sure. I would so, hope so. Which is good. Yeah. Don't <laughs> I just would hope put, that he does. Don't put images in your movies without knowing what they mean. Um, to, to me, I think, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. It's like an arachne thing. It's like spiders representing kind of femininity, like femininity, but like, yeah. you know, like kind of, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, the danger of of the danger yeah. of being drawn into a woman. I mean, reactive it's, it's femininity. Arachne, it's, it's the black widow. As yep, a, yep, yep, yep. You know, it's it's all it, it is all of that of, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, the so. So uh, Jill and Hall one 
history Gyllenhaal uh, after he is about to be cucked. Uh, Leather Gyllenhaal is taking his girlfriend away. So he uh, goes to he goes to Leather Gyllenhaal's apartment, walks in the front door, uh, is a fucking weirdo like he has been the entire movie. doesn't really know, but stumbles into the, the you know, the, the the desk attendant is like, oh, you know, Mr. Claire, would you. What's going on? He's like, I uh, forgot my key. And he's like, oh, do you want me to show you your apartment? And he's like, yeah. And then I do really like the, there's the very subtle tension of the, can I convince this guy to walk in front of me so that he takes me to the correct apartment and I don't have to like incorrectly guess which apartment is quote unquote mine. Yeah. Uh, but in the midst of that, while they're riding in the elevator, it's a, it's a really cool shot where it's, you're seeing both of them from behind, but you're seeing the like Gyllenhaal side profile, but you never see the desk attendant's face. And he's talking about, I can't stop thinking about last night or like last weekend. Yeah. We should do it again. We should do it again. Like I heard they changed the keys and they're only giving keys to certain people. And then it ends with like this, like, I need to go back, please. I need to. Um, And then before that end of the movie, the, uh, you know, this whole thing starts because he goes to history. Gyllenhaal goes to the, uh, the acting. Yeah. He goes to the, the physical location for the like kind of shitty backwater acting agency that the other Gyllenhaal works at um, and gets a, like a letter that's like confidential just for, just for leather Gyllenhaal. And, uh, (laughs) Keep going. Leather I just Gyllenhaal really Hall like Leather Gyllenhaal in history. It's, that's who they are. I know. Cool Sigma motorcycle <laughs> Gyllenhaal. Uh, but then the end of the movie is he, I mean, it's a, a good little, now that he's finally assumed this, like his position in this guy's life next to his wife, he uh, opens the letter, which he has not done the entire time. He gives it back to the other guy. And uh, inside is just a key. Correct. And uh, he makes a reference to, honey, what are you doing tonight? I think I have to go out. No response. He goes to the bedroom and that's when he sees the spider cut to credits. Yes. Um, so there's there's this direct line being drawn between the the early quote unquote dream sequence that begins the film and what's happening at the end. Yes. And uh, I don't think that there is to me, I don't think it's important that there is a strict plot based logic to all of that. No, no, me neither. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that like the revelation of the key is the thing that causes the transformation. Yeah. 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 Well, and and that's the thing, too, is like, I mean, I think that the key can be read as sort of like, OK, finally, like we've gone through this thing and like we've settled on we've settled on, you know, this is the arrangement now. He's literally been quite literally given access to the thing and then there we go i don't know it feels mm, i don't know i don't know i don't know how i feel about it the thing the because the the thing is the thing is is like i i i do kind of feel like obviously i don't think either gyllenhaal is um i don't believe that this is a uh an as I don't think I, I either of these characters are aspirational. I don't no. think Villeneuve's no. thing is no. like, here's what you should do, young men. Here's who yeah. you should be. Here are some role models for you to look like. Yeah. However, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I guess it's fine. It feels like a film that's very uh concerned with like. It feels like it is a film that is very concerned with and exploring a lot of the psychology of being a shitty dude, but it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't necessarily feel like hypercritical of it. So I'm curious because kind of like what we're talking about with like the spider is like, you know, yeah. you know, negative, evil, uh, you know, predatory, like you know, a trap like female sexual, like the, like engaging, mm-hmm. <laughs> engaging with femoids is a trap. Um, <laughs> like wanting to do that is a trap. Um, it does, it goes back to your order of chaos thing. Does yeah. feel a little Jordan Peterson-y? <laughs> oh no. Oh, and you're I right. And I don't think it's is, necessarily, oh. and I mean, he's a, he's a, he's, they're all Canadian. Um, yeah, is this an adaptation of the double or twelve rules for life? Exactly. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, it feels a little, it feels a little smarter than that. 
But also, yeah. it's kind of hard to get a pulse on. And it's a little silly. Oh, yeah, it's super silly. But like, hey, I'm glad Dune exists. And I'm glad Blade Runner 2049 exists. And I'm glad yeah. that... uh, uh, Yeah. He did another one in there. Well, what the fuck did he An do? Arrival? Fucking An Arrival? Fucking Sicario? Fucking Prisoners? Yeah. All his shit. Um, man, two, Dune 2? Dune 2 more Dune? We're getting Dune 2. Dune 2 more Dune. Oh, God. I okay. think... Uh, I know that I have gone full Jordan Peterson on this. I think I'm going to um, Twitter. Please do not just cut out the 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 clip of me saying now that I've gone full Jordan Peterson and end it there. Um, but now that I've gone full Jordan Peterson, I think that is prisoner or not prisoners. Fuck whatever this movie is. It's, enemy? I'll tell you what, this certainly is not prisoners. Yeah, I think that's enemy. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those movies where I'm like, hey, if you want to talk about the minutia of it forever you can do that because that's no, what it lends course. itself to of course but in broad strokes yeah i agree I, I will just i'll point out one other thing something that i think is a weakness of this film is that um and i'm not i'm not calling this guy out but uh this is um it's based on a portuguese book with a screenplay written by a native spanish speaker um directed by a quebecois french-speaking canadian in a English. movie that is primarily in English. And I, <laughs> I I, do think that there are times in which the thing that is the most tedious about this film is it's very kind of odd, stilted dialogue. Correct. I and I do wonder how much of that is due to some kind of odd translation stuff. Totally. You know? Um, yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know... What can I say? A24 just had to just uh, put out another one. Yeah, look, it's a vibe. Like you said, it gets in, gets out. Yeah. Really, really do be making you think. Yeah. Corey, would you like to tell all the nice people where they can find us on the internet? Absolutely. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review would also really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Pod. Special thank you to our patrons. If you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pod. And Carson, so... Yes. Do you want to know what we're doing next week? What are we doing next week? Uh, we are going reverse Jordan Peterson and talking about women. Two and, girls! And it's not... Uh, and there is... It is also very important that there are two people, but it's not two people who might be the same person or who are indistinguishable from one another, but two characters, two full three-dimensional, not the same person characters, but still two nice. of them. Specifically two is very Car important. Caroline, wait, are you, you're saying two women who are full characters who hang out with each other. Are you implying that this next film passes the Bechdel test? Uh, yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. Whoa. Wild. Next week, we are going to be watching, and I cannot fucking, I know this is literally the whole point of this fucking podcast, yeah, but I yeah, cannot yeah. believe that you have not seen yeah. Ridley Scott's Thelma and Louise. Very excited. Yeah, so uh, thank you all so, so much for joining us again, and we will see you next week when we talk Thelma and Louise. <laughs> <laughs>